Welcome to United Five Mac Watch Time, a fortnightly limited interview series exploring the world of Apple Watch and how it's changing people's lives. I'm your host, Zach Hall. And this week I'm joined by my 9 to 5 Mac Happy Hour podcast co-host, Benjamin Mayo. Welcome to Watch Time, Mayo. Thanks for being my first guest. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for being here. So on Watch Time episode one, I want to discuss a, a few just, just uh, easing in topics with you because we know each other quite well. And as the show goes on, I'll have a different set of guests, and, and some I know well, some I won't know so well. So we'll, we'll get to a lot of different topics. And like I said, I really think that this podcast will get personal in the future episodes, um, maybe even in part two. Um, but, but just some easy questions for you that we'll both discuss. Um, Mayo, who are you and what do you do? I am Benjamin Mayo. I co-host Happy Hour With You. I write on 95 Mac. I do iOS development. You've got a personal blog that you write for. BZMA.com. And you develop and apps, right? Pretty much. That sums me up pretty yeah. well. What's one app that you, you would want to promote that, that you like, that you're known for? Uh, Daily Dictionary is good. You get a new word every day. Yeah. So that's for iPhone and, yeah. and the Apple Watch? iPhone, Apple Watch, and iPad. And I'll probably have a Mac version catalyst in the fall. So. Awesome. Cool. We'll look forward to that. Um, and then I'm, and then I am Zach Hall. I'm the lead editor at 9to5Mac if you're listening for the first time. And Benjamin Mayo and I co-host each the Happy Hour podcast every week for 9to5Mac, which is um, a run through the weekly Apple news stories of the week. So there's that. Um, Mayo, I want to get to the Apple Watch stuff. So uh, do you find the Apple Watch uh, useful in your kind of in your job? And if so, how? In my job, mm-hmm. it depends what you mean, because obviously... It's pretty essential for my work as a, you know, essentially an Apple commentator, for lack of a better word. But if I look, if I set my like news blogging opinion stuff to the side and look at like development, and again ignoring like you know I have to make watch apps, blah blah. I do use the watch for like scheduling stuff, especially when I have to like talk because I do a lot of contract work with clients, mm-hmm. so I have to keep on top of that. So I have the calendar, uh, and I, I'm not like an obsessive. Like scheduler and calendar, I I almost just use the calendar like a like reminders, but with dates. So I just I just have like an all day event, which is like I need to talk to this person today at some point or whatever. Or it's you know I, I have a meeting scheduled for five p.m. But like so, I definitely use the watch in that way to help my work that isn't you know just like tech commentary. Yeah. What What are three watch faces that you use? Maybe like you're using now, and then some some that are all, like often in your rotation. Yeah. Sure. So I've been a long proponent of the numerals face which is the one show it which just shows like a digit hour and then it has an analog hands but since since watchOS 6 has come around i'm currently using i i'm kind of not really i've kind of moved away from numerals especially with the series 4 and moved more towards the infograph modular face which mm-hmm. i have and on, on all my faces i have activity rings uh, so even on numerals you get one complication corner i put the activity rings in there on the infograph modular face, I have activity rings as one of the circular complications. I always have like things like weather. And then when I'm on a day when I'm like, maybe I think I'm going to forget to do, you know, my like daily fitness activity, mm-hmm. I will switch to the, and I, I don't know why I'm blanking the name of it, the activity digital, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I will switch, I'll make a concerted effort in the morning to switch to activity digital, which is obviously has the activity rings really big and it has the stats for move, stand, and what's the other one 
new stand and exercise. That's right, what they call them, right? right. But yeah. And it has those stats really big on the side. And that's that if that watch face is on the is on the screen, when I look at it, it's like in my head, I know I've, I'm gonna do some workout activity later. And then when I actually do the workout and I'm done, I then switch back to one of my other phases. It it is more like a very big visual reminder for me that I haven't actually done you know, my not an obligation, but what I try and do for myself is, you know, some kind of workout every single day. Yeah. So the activity digital face is one that I see in the wild often, like if I'm traveling or, or like uh, at a public event and people kind of raise their wrist and, and you see their watch face turned on. I love seeing that because I'm like, what, what's their their move goal and like how far along are they you know and if i see someone with like they've, they've closed all three of their rings i feel like accomplished for them um and if i see someone where it's like near the near it's in the evening and, and they haven't yet i think at least they're they're focused on that because it's their watch face you know and and maybe they won't meet today but but it's in their mind so i, I like that face a lot and, and like you like at nine to five mac we covered the Apple Watch as a, as a news topic, and it's like my focus, especially um, because I enjoy it so much. But not everyone at 9 to 5 Mac wears an Apple Watch every day, or maybe even has one. Um, like it's not a requirement, and um, and and so I, I had to think about like the way that I use the watch for work. Um, it, it, it's it's easiest to appreciate if I never if I ever experience a situation where I don't have the watch for some reason, like you know, a battery's dead or something or is sent off for a pair, um, then you really get stuck, like suck, sunk uh, or, or, you know, pulled back into like 2014 before the watch was a thing where yeah. you had your iPhone and like that interaction was just way different with how alerts come in and how you, you know, manage that plus, you know, work on this screen over here. Um, and, and there have been times where I literally only remember I have a meeting, you know, a phone call or a video call with someone in like 10 minutes because it's on my watch face and it's like, Oh, that's today. Um, and then, and then the Siri watch face, it's, it's gotten like mixed levels of love over the years, but it's, it's so information dense or can be and dynamic. Um, and one of the things that it can do is recommend a specific workout to finish, you know, your rings, like, um, a 12 minute walk or a 45 minute walk would, would get you there. Um, and, and I've had that be useful too on the apple watch before um my, my go-to face these days is, is in the watch os6 beta coming out in the fall um but it's it's a very edited version of the california face it looks more like the classic utility face but also has the watch rings on it um and i very much like that but before that like a version of infograph modular which was activityed out i like or um Something like I, I enjoy the Siri watch face. So just, uh, but you know, one thing you can do on the Apple watch is like have a lot of watch faces in the lineup and then swipe through them. And I very much like to do that. Yeah. And, and notifications are really big for me on mm-hmm. the whole work side. Like you you don't, it's kind of because, you know, you asked me before, like, and I only said like calendar, but the notification stuff kind of just integrates into your life to the point where you kind of forget about it. And like, I'm not, it's hard to, some people like, um, rebel or repel or get or get like repellent when you say, "Oh, I love just you know being connected with everything that's happening when mm-hmm. I'm getting the alerts on my wrist." But I I really like it, and I much prefer it to like digging my phone out and it like vibrating or making a noise. So mm-hmm. with the watch, I can essentially just leave my phone on on silent mode the entire time and just rely on like watch notifications. I have the watch on silent too, so I just get vibrations basically mm-hmm. in haptics. And you know, if someone tweets me, if someone DMs me, I get it instantly. And I can stare at my watch and if it says Twitter and, um, you know, 
doing something else and not in the mood to work, I don't have a compulsion to actually look at it and interrupt what I'm doing. I just put my wrist down and carry on, right? And I, I just have in my head a mental note that, oh, I actually need to go and look at this, you know, when I'm done, right? So if I'm out and, you know, with friends, I don't, you know, it, it's less obtrusive to me than getting my phone out. And even, and obviously we use Slack for communication. And I, I even just uh, in the day I work from home, but I, I leave my laptop, my phone, you know, in the office space and I go and make a sandwich. Like if something you know, breaking news happens and stuff. And, you know, I want to be on top of that and getting the Slack alerts and, you know, getting Twitter alerts and even breaking news alerts from some things, you know, is really, really helpful to me. And I, I, I do miss it on those rare occasions where, you know, I'm not wearing the watch or it's run out of battery. And I'm generally wearing the watch every single day of my life, not mm-hmm. because of like obligation or someone's told me I had to, right? I just want to. And if I forget it or I leave the... <laughs> one, I went on a whole... I went to see some family at Christmas time and... I forgot my char- my watch charger, <laughs> which was annoying. And you were somewhere where you could go and buy one easily, right? Like- yeah, that was bad. And then the very next day, I like went out of my way to find a shop that could get it. The problem in the UK at the moment is that watch chargers are really hard to find for some mm. reason. I don't really know. Like, if you want to buy one at a retail store and you're not you're not near an Apple store, it was like there were four places in the mall or the the shopping like center it was not, not not like one building it was like spread across the town yeah that supposedly would sell watch charges and three out of four of them were sold out so it was like you know and i, and I was i was when the fourth one was going to go i was really really worried that oh i'm going to lose my streak on my workout <laughs> rings and i'm not going to have the notifications on the way home and all that stuff so like it definitely has become part of my life in a very positive way. Yeah, I have so many watch chargers just in case. Like, it put, like that lives in my car or in my backpack for that reason. And there was there was one day um, last winter where I had ran a half marathon with with a friend and um, who will be our next guest. And uh, we went to lunch with our families after the race was over. And neither of our watches were going to last through lunch, but we both wanted to. Um, you know, get a, get the stand hours even just like keep, keep having the data go and not have a big gap in the middle of the day after the races. Um, so before I went to like, before I met at the restaurant where they were going to, I went over to a Best Buy and like bought two watch charges so we could both charge in the restaurant, like, and then, and then put our watches back on. Um, so I've, I've been in that situation. And then, and then regarding alerts, I've, so one thing I wanted to discuss in this podcast in future episodes is is not just like your your physical health and how active you are and and closing your rings, but even like mental health and and anxiety and some things that I've dealt with in my life and, and depression. Um, and and there's there's one thing that the watch helps me with there, and it, it's a little bit it's a little bit subtle, but um, there you you could have uh, you've got to find a sweet spot for notifications where you know, for you having them silence silence helps you not be bothered yeah. by them it's so and and i don't have every single notification from my phone come to the watch mm-hmm. i'm very restrained in like specific apps mm-hmm. yeah it's just so low friction to not hear it just fill a tap and then you can glance at it and it's gone without you even like you know engaging really um for me i i use the sound on so that the notifications are more distinct um but uh, w- one thing I do is, uh, you know, the idea of getting every email on your wrist sounds terrible, but I do like to have VIP alerts come to my watch. So if it's someone that I'm, I'm, I'm working with and I, there's information that they're going to send me that I'm going to want to have as soon as possible, there are, there are VIP in my email system. And so whatever they send will go to my watch face. And just knowing that I'm not like... I'm tricking myself to being away from the iPhone, whether it's at the gym or on a walk or just like not on my iPhone and not on my Mac or anything. Um, you know, you, you can 
do that to treat yourself. But then if you go too far, then you start worrying, what am I missing out on? Like, am I um, indulging in, in this relaxation? You know, and you've got to find a balance. But for me, the watch helps so much because I can have – if it's an important alert, like a VIP email message from someone that I'm working with, it's going to come to my to my watch, you know, and and all my iMessages and everything. And so that that's important for me for um, because if I don't do that, like too many emails would also create anxiety and like distraction. But if I don't, then then I'm worrying. What am I missing out on? Am I, you know, m- losing response? Am I being irresponsible at this point um, by missing things? And and so it really helps me balance that out. Um, before the Apple Watch. Did you wear a watch at all? No. I've I'm a newbie to the watch world. And I would maybe prefer an alternative way of getting the same information, but obviously that doesn't exist at the moment, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So like the watch is the best guess, but you know, in the future if you had like contact lenses, obviously we're talking a long way away now, yeah. but if you had contact lenses that could do the same kind of thing in front of your eyes and I could have like my my arms bare, I'd probably switch to that. Like I don't you know, the watch is fine and you get used to it, but I'm not like, I like it for what it does, not necessarily the form factor. It is. I prefer if it was didn't bulge out from the band, for mm. instance, right? I use like the sport band primarily. I would love, you know, like an Apple watch that was just the thickness of the band the, all the way around, right. you know, just making it more subtle and more discreet. The The one thing that really does annoy me about the watch and is just when I'm wearing like a long sleeve shirt, my shirt will fall over the top of the watch so then i can't see the watch screen when i raise my when i raise my arm mm-hmm. right like and it's and and that and so every single time you feel like use your other hand to pull your sleeve back or whatever and that gets on my nerves but luckily most of the year i'm you know like short sleeves so that yeah. doesn't come yeah you have to do the tim cook like keynote thing where he had the whole like iphone 6 presentation you know here's apple pay here's all of that and he's wearing like a long sleeve shirt and then he comes back for like the second half of the keynote and he has his sleeves rolled up and it's like the, watch yeah. the whole time which is covered and they'll never go sleeps again because of the apple watch um well i used to wear different watches so i think my I, I wore watches like a kid like just just for whatever reason maybe my grandparents like bought me one and i wore it but um in college i had like a fossil analog watch that looks kind of similar to what an apple watch was like it wasn't a circle circular display or, or you know watch face it was rectangle um and it was like black, like this kind of space black watch look. And it had like very few things on the screen. Like I think the the, the 12 o'clock hour was like a diamond or something. Uh, and then it had like three uh, like indentions for the the time. Um, and, and I didn't wear that for forever. And it was like a link bracelet too. Um, but after that, I, I got pretty big into the Pebble smartwatch, which I thought I would hate. I thought it was totally dorky. But when I just bought one on a whim to like fulfill, you know, like – um, a need to buy something, I guess. They were in stores in Best Buy. I fell in love with it very quickly. Like you, you got very little information out of that. Like no health stuff at the time. You got to remotely control your music and podcast, but it was like play, pause, skip kind of stuff. It wasn't like what you can do with a, with an Apple Watch where you choose. And you could see a message, but I'm not sure you could reply to it at the time. And it was all in like black and yeah, white. Yeah, you can reply on the iPhone. Yeah, it was like all e-ink screen. And my take on it was like, this is to a Kindle, um, as to like an iPad where it's, it's great in certain situations, like battery life for one. I charge it like every few days or like once a week. Um, but there's so much I want out of it. I want to be able to summon my own music from it and podcast and i want to be able to reply to messages not just see them um and it was cool like like swimming in a pool with the pebble watch you know you could do that and you could 
like have your iPhone playing music on the side, maybe to a speaker and like skip a song. That was neat and see your messages. But it was such like tiptoeing in the water of like what a smartwatch can do. And I ended up selling the Pebble about a year before the Apple Watch was announced because it was kind of rumored and I wanted to get like the most money from my purchase then. And I got like the full amount of what I paid for it because someone wanted one that badly. Uh, and then I went like a year without a watch. And, and for me, there was, there was an annoyance of like, well, now I'm used to having the time on my wrist and, and I would feel that if I went out without my pebble. And, and then when the watch came out, I just, you know, it was, it was an opportunity from the start to like improve, but I also just adored it in so many ways. Like we had, an, I'm sure we had a whole episode of happy hour where we just reviewed the watch ourselves, right? And oh, sure. We, I mean, we talk about the watch loads on happy hour. <laughs> I love what I love the watcher software, like more than the hardware design. The watcher software is so good mm-hmm. and just so well refined, and there's so many little details about it that just make you smile and are like really, really cool. Yeah, and and, and are you like me, where if you don't have your watch for some reason, like you don't have your charger, do you do you find that you look for the time of day from your wrist now, like as a watch? Yeah, 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 I do. <laughs> that is a thing uh, for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's annoying. Like, mm-hmm. you just get, it's just weird what your brain like adjusts to. Like, I I. I literally had a watch for maybe three months when I was like 10 because I got yeah. bought it for my birthday or whatever. Yeah. It was like, you know, it wasn't a super expensive watch. It was just one of those like, but it was like stainless steel or whatever. But then I just never liked it. So I got rid of it and then never wore a watch since and then picked up the Apple Watch from the first version in 2015. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, if, for what, if, if there was like a sonic boom and all smartwatches no longer worked anymore, I would have to get like a physical watch <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right i always like hate it but it's like and and before 2015 if you'd have been like i don't know i'm fine i'll just check the, the time on my phone and it's like, you know i'll just look on my laptop or whatever yeah. or just look on the time on the wall because i like wall clocks so but, when, when you do your contact lenses that replace your apple watch you'll also have like a very minimal wristwatch the time, then too for the time well maybe maybe if the contact lenses could show the time in That's your true. eyes yeah. it's different we, but yeah wink like for the time of day right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, what about fitness trackers? Before the Apple Watch, did you ever experiment with fit- fitness trackers? Like Fitbit was was pretty big before then, and I kind of view it as like the BlackBerry to the iPhone. The only th- the only kind of thing that I'd done was the pedometer in the iPhone. Okay, that counts, R- right? Yeah, because since the five S, they had a pedometer always on in the iPhone, like the M seven chip, right? The mm-hmm. motion coprocessor, and at the time, Apple didn't even have, like, a health app, so you'd have to use, like, a third-party app, like Pedometer Plus Plus or something, to even mm-hmm. find this information. And I would, for a while, I would, you know, try and beat goals on that, but it never really stuck. Yeah, and you don't and, always I, have your I, iPhone I, with you in your pocket. No, exactly. And and especially, like, the, you know, this, the problem with steps, I find step counting to be quite, like, intangible, really. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. motivate me more than just, like, calories or just minutes, if you know what I mean. Like, saying... 5,000 steps, 6,000 steps, 8,000 steps, 10,000 steps. I, I I even think there's been research where, like, the 10,000 step thing was just, like, made up as a number. It's not even, like, a, <laughs> it's a nice number. different yeah. milestone. Yeah, exactly. It was just kind of someone just said it one day and it kind of stuck and, in people's heads. And there's a reason that it's so de-emphasized on the Apple Watch. Like, I think there were early maybe slides from the original keynote where it was, like, previewed where, where steps were, like, more emphasized. But then it's not yeah. one of the three ring goals. You know, there's exercise and there's stand hours and there's... Um, how many calories you're burning, but not steps is like one of those goals that you need to close. And you can find apps that do it like pedometer plus plus, but you only see like the step count in the activity app is like a, you know, de-emphasized item. Um, and, and I'm like you, like I've had very fit 
streaks where I don't hit 10,000, but I feel really great. Like I feel like I exerted myself. Um, and, 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 and I, I'm kind of on your page there. Like I think if you just walk as your exercise, then maybe 10,000 is a pretty good goal. Um, you know, versus like 2000, but, but if you do other sort of sport, then maybe it, it doesn't translate as well. Yeah. And, and I find it yeah. actually very hard to hit 10,000 from working from home plus exercise. Yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you like what my steps have been recently. Yeah. I just looked in my steps today. Uh, and for me, it's the end of the day here. It's 5,500. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm certainly not professing to be the most fit person in the world, but I think I keep a pretty healthy lifestyle. Uh, and to me, you know, the steps goal is just like a, a fallacy basically and i think there's a you know apple's kind of making a statement about not prioritizing it in the watch ui really for myself i i had i think one fitness tracker which was the jawbone do you recall that yeah yeah I remember. Yeah. so they, they, they made bluetooth speakers and then they got into some health stuff and then i think the bluetooth speaker business kind of went out of business and then maybe the whole business did too and before that i tried the nike fuel band but it 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 was a good concept, but clunky in practice. And then I think that kind of inspired Apple Watch stuff because they made some hires there. Um, but the job and thing, like the thing that I liked about it was you would get a silent alarm, I believe, whenever you wanted to wake up, it could vibrate. It was no screen at all. It was just like vibration and then sending data to your iPhone to interpret. Um, but that was the first thing that got me interested in silent alarms, I believe, and sleep tracking because it, it can do sleep tracking. Um, but it was, it's so like, there's no heart rate sensor to it. It's just a, a pedometer really. Um, and, and so it was very like low tech, you know, even for sleep tracking with a heart rate monitor, you're not going to get very far. Um, so, so jawbone for me, but then the watch clearly replaced that in every single way. Moving on to health and fitness, give us an idea of, of how you do use your Apple watch for, for measuring exercise and measuring your fitness. Before, okay. So when I was like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, I used to be pretty good at swimming, like county level swimming, right? Mm -hmm. So I would do swimming two, three times a week for, you know, quite like strenuous swimming. Uh, so that was kind of my exercise. Then it came to like, you know, I got a bit older and I got less good relative to my peers. So I started to stop going and then I went to university and I stopped altogether. So the watch came out like the the, the, the springtime of university for me. Mm -hmm. And it was like I was not doing much exercise of any, of any description in that time period. Right. I got the watch. At, at first, I, I, I did the rings for a few weeks as, like, the novelty, right? Like, the first original Apple Watch, it was, like, really fun to do the rings every single time. Yeah. And then I kind of went out of favor and didn't do it for a while. Then about after a year, year and a half, I've now got into a groove where I do 99, I'd say almost every single day, like a 30-minute workout of some description. Mm -hmm. And whether that's at the gym or whether it's at home, a lot of the time I find it's easier just to do it at home. You know, you can do like running around the garden. You can do running on the spot even like, you know, maybe it looks a bit stupid, but <laughs> you know, I'm being honest, that's what I do. And I actually think it it's a decent substitute for you know more strenuous activity, whether you're on like a treadmill or whatever at a gym. Because I found if I only went to the gym to do exercise i'd never do it like mm. the watch wasn't enough motivation i didn't have the motivation to do it if you, I, I i've always found that if i can do it where i am and uh, you know obviously i'm working at home i like being at home if i can if i can exercise there as well i find that i do actually do it yeah and the the watch has definitely inspired the 30 minute every single day groove mm -hmm. and i think if the watch didn't exist or if it didn't have the focus on fitness that it does i wouldn't have got into that routine Mm -hmm. I just I just don't think it would have. So 
that is basically my current health and fitness outlook. I, I occasionally do other, like obviously if I go out for walks and stuff, I'll track that too on the watch. But in terms of like the 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 schedule, mm-hmm. I'm doing 30 minutes, normally like running on the spot while I'm like watching something on my screen. I have a I have a desk that can go up and down, so mm-hmm. I put the desk up, and it's almost like faking a gym. You know, where you have like a TV in the gym and you, yeah. you run the machines, but I just don't actually have an actual machine. And maybe if I had more space or, you know, more money or whatever, maybe I would invest in, like, more home proper gym equipment. Maybe if gym fit hardware was more prevalent. And yeah, affordable. honestly, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, don't want to buy any of that stuff at the moment until, you know, gym kit stuff's more available. Yeah, because like, what, it just what, feels bad. Yeah, what gym kit will do is typically the the um, the treadmill or the elliptical or whatever machine you're using, it, it knows what your pace is because the machine sets your pace for you, um, your, your speed at least, and it knows how long you've traveled because the belt goes, you know, something rotation, so it's tracking that. It has some form of a heart rate monitor in the form of like touching some bars, but who wants to hold handlebars when you're running? That, that's really hard and I don't think very healthy. Um, and so what gym kit does is it, it's like select gym equipment that you sync to your watch privately where like, you're not like making a profile where, where it's syncing, you know, and it's like use your login and all that. And the next person that uses the machine can see it if they wanted to. Um, It's private where you leave and it goes away, but your watch uses the machines like distance and and, and speed. And then it also, the machine can learn your heart rate and like, you know, your, I think your information, like how, how old are you and your weight and everything. So it can more accurately, the whole thing has like a fuller picture of how many calories are you actually burning. I, I was quite skeptical the first time you told me that your your gym routine was kind of running in place at home. Um, and I mean, most people are skeptical. Don't worry. It sounds it sounds ridiculous. It, it, it kind of is, but it, it works. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it works it, for me. And you log it as an indoor run workout on your watch, right? So Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same that you would do on a treadmill. Um, but I tried it a few times. And here's where I, I think you're onto something. You know, if you have nothing else and you can't go outside because it's too hot or unsafe with traffic or something, and you just want to close your ring, and and you know you're used to that you like your cardio i guess um the test for me was i sweat i worked up a sweat and my heart rate was up and i i, I was ready to be finished when it was over with like that was the test it's like okay you're under something yeah you're not doing nothing right, right. Like, and you, you're basically emulating a light workout on a treadmill in a gym because mm-hmm. the the thing a, a treadmill can do that you can't do just you know running on your floor is you can't change the incline mm-hmm. right so yeah. and you can't get like resistance but I, I find that it well if I was going to do a resistance workout in the gym for 50 minutes I'll just do running on the spot for half an hour and if you're doing that every single day you know I feel like that adds up to a decent amount of acti- of physical activity yeah it's definitely not nothing and if you dread if you ever dread doing it then you know it's 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 work too because if you're like oh I've got to get to this today and I you know maybe later yeah and I find I get I get into a groove where like now I'm the problem now is I'm I've been doing this for like a year and a half, probably two mm-hmm. years now. Uh, my body's adjusting to where I'm actually getting quite good at it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you need to now, adjust the like the time or, or how fast you yeah, do this. Yeah, and place. obviously then it becomes a bit unscalable where, you know, I, if, to do an hour then feels really long. So then I'm not going to do an hour. So I've, still, so I've been keeping up the 30 minutes, but now I get to 30 minutes and I feel like I'm not pushing myself as much as I really need to, to actually, you know, and, and I kind of balance my, you know, light to medium workout mm-hmm. routine with, a good diet and i really i really like eat well so and i don't critical have too. a little rubbish yeah. Yeah. yeah so that helps but there's definitely a, there's definitely a tipping point where the running on the spot thing will break down because 
you you just can't increase resistance so your only option is to just do it for longer and longer times and you know you're never going to want to run the spot for two hours right? or, or at most you could say you know it captures your distance even though it's simulated you know it's on the spot um just like a treadmill would be um you could say in 30 minutes i've gone you know 2.5 miles let me run a little bit faster and eventually get to three miles in 30 minutes and then you know but but even that like you've got to really progress to get to like um Correct me if I'm wrong. Indoor workout runs do not support pace alerts. Is that correct? I believe that's correct. Yeah. So I actually wanted to do that when they first introduced that feature last year with WatchOS 5, I think. Mm -hmm. But it was only limited to the outdoor runs. So I would love to put pace alerts on for my run the spot indoor run workouts, but the Apple Watch doesn't let me. Yeah, it's challenging, and 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 you're in a pretty rural area in England too, right? Where it isn't like you, yeah. you can just like walk over to the gym, you know, like twenty. Yeah, the gym. I don't. I don't drive, and the gym is not walkable distance. Yeah. So, and even when you live next door to a gym or have like one in your building, you know, it's it's always friction. <laughs> like you know, it's, it's yeah. I, there, I mean, that is the biggest benefit of the running the spot where you are. It's because it's where you are, like. Mm-hmm. And if you have, if you can afford or have space for home gym equipment, I would definitely recommend it because you just do it. I started out with an elliptical at home before I ever ran, and um, I had the elliptical for longer than the watch, I think. And I didn't use the fitness parts of the watch for the first ten months or so, maybe even the first year, because it wasn't the first watch out for like longer than one year. It was like one year and a half or so. I, I first began because it was around March or so, and I thought I've had this elliptical taking up space in my home for you know months now. I think I bought it in around October, and um, you know here here's it's, it's like maybe like the the first full year of the watch was approaching, and um, I, I I tried it and I got into it and it was something I could do easily because it was in my home and repeatable. And then once the Series Two watch came out, it added GPS so that you could you could have a GPS map of your run without your iPhone in your pocket. You you wouldn't get phone calls or anything yet before cellular was in Series Three, but you would get a you know accurate map data of where you went on your run. And so I, I started doing outdoor running, and there was a point where I was curious: can I do an outdoor run for thirty days, close all my rings, and not break a streak? If if so, then I can sell my elliptical and then not have it take up space in my home. And I did that. Um, and one of the benefits there is like, if you like outdoor running, then you can go almost anywhere and, and do that activity where you go. And often you'll find things. And like, if you're visiting a new city, you'll find things that you wouldn't see otherwise. Like even in your own town, you'll see things at a slower pace than you'd see if you were driving around town. So, um, there's definitely been experiences I've had that I've only had because of running, which we'll get to in this show throughout the season. Do you have any long-term fitness goals that the watch could help with, or or are you just kind of, you know, doing what you're doing now and it's good for you and you like it? Again, relating to like becoming good at the current 30 minutes a day, I definitely start to feel like I should be doing something else now. Mm -hmm. Because obviously if you do the same thing, you get, you know, your your fitness improves to the point where, you know, you're just doing it and it's not helping you anymore. So. I, I'd really love to get back into swimming, and oh, the, yeah. the Apple Watch has great swimming support with you know tracking automatically tracking your strokes and your laps and your yeah, distances. Since the series two, right? Yeah, I just need to find a way to get because again, because I don't drive, it's a bit of a problem because mm-hmm. there's, there's no swimming pool near me really. So I would love to do that, but it's it's hard. I uh, the other equivalent is definitely like getting personal gym equipment. Yeah. Because luckily, I do have a space where I could put like a treadmill if I really had to, mm-hmm. and then I could do stuff like incline. Uh, but again, I don't really want to invest in gym equipment that doesn't have like gym kit stuff because gym equipment is expensive, mm-hmm. and 
I, I like having the watch stats and I just know that the accuracy is not there If it and, and there's a solution. If Apple hadn't even announced it, I'd have been like, okay, whatever, I'll just buy something, right? Yeah. But now, now that I know it's like in the in the offing and has been for a, you know like a year and a bit now, probably two years now, it's like I really don't want to commit for them to actually come out with something you know I can afford that's actually good. Yeah. So I've I've still been kind of weighing on the edge. So I would love to like graduate from doing the third minutes a day runs, but I just know in my own like psyche in my own mind, I still need something that is very easy to do and very accessible. Otherwise, I'm gonna not do it, lose the streak, and then maybe give up entirely. Mm-hmm. So. I'm happy at the moment doing the 30 minutes a day stuff. Again, it, it, because I because I'm quite comfortable in my like eating and my diet. It's less. I feel less like a pressure to do more necessarily, mm-hmm. and so in my own like comfort level, I'm like quite happy where I'm at the moment. So it's like I'm okay keeping the status quo, but there's also this thing of you know, you're probably something you should be more intensive. Maybe I should get like home weights and start doing some weight sure. stuff. Maybe because yeah. I, I like I'm. And again, swimming was like cardio too, primarily, right? So I've kind of grown up in like the cardio world and rejected. I'm sure my weightlifting ability is way below (laughs) what it should be for my, like, you know, my age group or whatever, because I'm just like terrible at it. So maybe that's something I could actually move into because buying weights and just putting them in my room and doing them. Like, if I did half an hour run, then did 10 minutes of weights and stuff, that's actually like. You know, near term achievable. If you sure, know yeah, I mean. yeah, and and you'll you'll yeah. notice results on that too. Um, swimming for me has been very intimidating because I don't know the techniques of swimming. I can swim and keep my head out of water, but if I ever track it on the watch, it always has like mixed, you know, techniques. I guess or you know, mix <laughs> as like the what it, what it is. Yeah, like you, I've you know, cardio like wasn't a thing that I did, and then you know I got pretty good at it, but then like weights were not, and even when I was at my thinnest, then I then I was very like weak in terms of like what I can, you know, what if I was trying to lift weights. Um, I've recently just had the revelation that you can do weights without being a bodybuilder. Like you don't have to even have the goal of changing how you look. You can just increase how much you can do, or you can, you can do a certain number of weights easier and then move up. Um, but you, you can lift weights without being like bulky, you know, like muscular. And for running, you want to be light and you don't want to be, heavy with 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 muscle because then you're going to be slower and and you, and you want to get faster um but but you can even do that and it's really good for you <laughs> like you, your arms are stronger when you're like pushing yourself up a hill and swinging your arms around um so for me i i've, I've been doing at least 15 minutes when i when i go to ymca for the gym there um of of weights before i go and do a run or whatever else and and it's been it's been intimidating but I'm also starting to see this weight for this number of reps is getting easier for me and I need to increase it. And I feel really good about that, even if I don't see a difference in like my, my arms and my legs and everything, you know, uh, yeah. and I'm far from abs. And also I will say for you, for, for having two things, one thing is I'm very curious how your, your running data on your, your current strategy of running in place, which, which I, again, I think is a very real thing. Um, how that would translate to outdoor running. So if you just said, here's the open road, I'm going to go for a 30 minute run, turn around at 15 minutes. If that time would be much sooner or a little slower or however, you know, I'm, I'm curious about that. I should probably do that one of these days, just like do a half an hour run where I'm actually moving laterally, not just on the spot. I assume having to move in that another direction would make it harder right it just has to there's the propulsion you're propelling yourself forward right yeah so but i don't think it would be as far away as as it might be so and you're you're probably more ready now than you were a year and a half ago 
Oh sure, yeah. Like I, I definitely feel healthier like now. Yeah. And 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 what's what, what's funny about me is that my like physical, even my weight, like, like my weight was never a problem for me, and my physical appearance has not changed. You know, throughout the time, mm-hmm. I just feel a bit more like healthy and a bit more active, mm-hmm. right? In my in myself. So, mm-hmm. and part of my aversion to doing like. One of the problems I had because of my, like, swimming thing was when I started to go out to, like, 14, uh, 14, 15 years old, I started to have issues with my knees where they would, like, lock up while I was swimming. So I'd have to stop, basically. And mm. those issues still kind of continue today. So if I do, I can often, if I'm doing, like, a an outdoor run, like, not on the spot, I will have to stop because of my knees, not because I've got physically tired, if that makes sense. Yes. yes. So that's always kind of, like, an, an issue. Uh, and that's part of the reason why, you know, I kind of stopped moving away from swimming in general, just because I knew I couldn't keep up, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's always been a, a, an, an issue for me. Uh, but yeah, it would be interesting to like, especially, you know, when it gets a bit cooler, you know, in the like the, the full the full time doing like outdoor runs, even if I only did it once just to compare to my indoor stats, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for, for me, my, my, my main routine, just because of family and kids and everything is is the gym because there's childcare at YMCA with my family membership. And so um, uh, it works out. Um, but like if I just think I want to do like my ideal exercise, it's an outdoor run like it, totally i just feel way better that way i'm i'm it's most disconnected from everything as possible although with the series four i can still get like emergency information um and and i love that um but uh yeah that that's the thing but there's also there's definitely value in you know you've been doing this routine for a year and a half and you feel good about it you feel like there's like some next level that you could achieve um for me i've had the experience where i'll talk about on the season of the of the, of the show is where I, I lost 50 plus pounds where I was 210 pounds and I got down to like, I think my lowest point was like 138 and I was like, I need to gain some more weight back and then maintain it. Um, but I was running way faster and then I had an episode of depression and anxiety and I couldn't handle my routine anymore and I gained back not all of the weight, but a, a significant amount of it. And I kept running throughout that and my endurance is better than ever and i feel good about it because when i do get back to that like 150 kind of weight that i want to be at um i think right now i'm at like 178 and that's coming from like 190 when i was like i gotta turn this thing around um but when i get to 150 i feel like i'll be i'll be lighter and so i'm running further I've I've done three half marathons and it's only been at a weight I wasn't happy with, <laughs> and, and my fastest ten k so that's like six point two miles was when I was about one forty five. Um, so I'm looking forward to having the weight off and then comparing it with with added endurance and and you know being faster to where I can go for there. And like my goal is a sub two hour half marathon because so far it's been like. Two hours and 28 minutes, two hours and 18 minutes, and I think two hours and 12 minutes or so for each one. Each one's a little bit faster. Um, but, but just to say that is that for you to be able to maintain what you're doing, there is definitely value in that that I didn't appreciate until I fell off the wagon. Um, and then went to go run a 5k and couldn't. Yeah. I, I, I've definitely taken the approach of maybe if you look at it on a one day basis, it seems a bit like paltry, but mm-hmm. if you can keep it up for a long time then it does like still count if that makes sense if i was like gym orientated i might go gym twice a week for an hour right so that's two hours whereas and and that would be more strenuous activity but if you add up like 30 minutes times seven that's three and a half hours so just on raw time you're doing you know almost like 50 percent more so 
that's always been like my approach to mm-hmm. the situation. What's something you'd love to see as a health or fitness feature that the watch can't do yet, but you want the watch to be able to do it in the future? Ooh, I, I think there's, I'm, again, talking about weights, the Apple Watch is not very good at tracking weights right. because it's it's orientated around accelerometers, right? Mm-hmm. Versus anything else, it, like when you and obviously weights you aren't moving, so you can't use GPS. I don't, I can't envision a solution to that problem at the moment, but it would be interesting if they could get there. It, it would, it would. So right now you can log, you know, strength training as an other workout and then call it strength training, strength training, or you can do a uh, a hit workout, a high intensity interval training workout, which can involve weights among other things. Um, but you're right, where it's difficult to count a rep, um, even if you can say this is one lift, this is one, you know, down. Um, that's your arms. That's a little bit easier. But then like leg training or crunches or things like that, it's hard to do. And there are third party apps that can try and do it. But you'd almost need like a line of like smart gym, like, like, like how they have gym kit. You'd need like smart weights where the watch syncs to them and it knows how much weight it's doing. And, and the, the, the intelligence is in the weight where it has an accelerometer too. Um, where it knows like reps and speed, even if it's like, you know, leg weights or something. So that's, that's a pretty good one though. And I, I also kind of i think i think adding like a sick day concept to mm-hmm. the activity streak stuff is actually very critical because for people that rely on you know just the gamification of the number going up yeah you, you shouldn't be punished for being ill right yeah you can lower your move goal for one day or you know for during the day before the day's over with but you can't do it retroactively and you can't change you know the 30 minute goal is universal so is the 12 stand hour goal so those are i've seen people just give up because they had a sick day like a real sick day or the watch died for some reason and then they don't care anymore because they broke the streak and a streak has a lot of you know effect mentally and you can use the third-party app activity plus plus to have a different system where you are a lot at six days like sick days and you can even skip those in a streak but not built in yet yeah, and, and I like the acti- I like the Apple like activity ring apps. I think the activity app on the iPhone is really nice. Obviously, you get the health app integration as well. Mm-hmm. The one one other thing, just while we're here, I would like to see come to the watch is obviously the activity app sends you notifications on like every few hours, and you can there's a setting in the watch companion app where you can say, "Oh, give me an update every four hours, every five hours, every six hours, every seven hours, every eight hours." I and this is almost like an app idea I've been like running around my head for a while and I still might do it at some point, is I want to get like a reminder at like 8 p.m. that I haven't done my workout for the day, right? Because if I'm trying to do a workout every single day, I, I, I just want it to leave me alone and then almost like a smart reminder like if it notices it. Yeah. that I haven't filled my... If I haven't done 30 minutes of activity by 8 p.m., at 8 p.m. exactly, send me an alert saying, you you, you know, you need to do this today. And then... The next day over, if it if you've already done your thirty minutes before eight pm, it just is silent till the next day. If you haven't reached your goal, then it can give you like a prompt, but not like this thing where it's like, you know, every five hours, every eight hours, because it's not it's not exact enough. Like I I'd love to have something where if you if you are trying to get into these like daily rhythms, and say if I did do like weights and started doing weights and running, then it could be like, oh, maybe if I'm doing weights at lunchtime, I could have a reminder at lunchtime exactly that I need to do weights versus a reminder at like 7 p.m. that I need to do 30 minutes of an indoor run workout, right? So mm-hmm. that kind of like actually on time, you know, it's almost like a smart alarms, right? But for mm-hmm. activity. Yeah, that's, that's a clever idea. I, I've got a few myself. Um, the first thing, is, I'll say three. The first thing is um, 
they're, they're getting better about suggestions. Like, you know, you can close your rings if you, if you, if you, um, do a 12 minute walk at this hour at the end of the day. So you don't, you know, miss, miss that opportunity. Um, and then at the morning, they'll say like, you know, keep it going or, you know, make it happen today, that kind of thing. And, and there's, there's activity sharing where you can do that with friends and share your own messages. But if you, you know, if, if you go to a gym, the equipment often has like a, an infograph where it tells you how to use the machine. I think there's an opportunity from Apple, and I've, I've spoken about this for about a year now, where they could have like Apple created coaching where it's not a third party service where you've got to explore and there's all kind of subscription fees and everything and, and it's intimidating and it's not, doesn't know that you have a watch. It could be from Apple. It could maybe be a subscription, but hopefully not where you've got access to a rich catalog of videos where it's like, this is how you do this exercise that is on your watch. Like if you look at some of those, you might not know what they are. Um, and, and that would be useful, um, with, with, with weight training, you know, there are apps for this, but something built in from Apple would be, would be valuable where it's like, you know, do this next on your watch, do this next, you know, look at your watch. Here's the instructions for the next step, you know, um, even like run coaching where you can find this with other apps, but from, from the workout app, you know, you've got a, you've got run tracking. You could say, this is your, um, you know, where you run really fast. This is where you slow it down some. This is where you, you know, go fast here, now slow here. And, and machines can do this for you, but the watch doesn't yet. And I think that kind of coaching would be really valuable. And there are even like third party or, or non Apple watch activity trackers that try and do this as a service or subscription or something, but, but they've got it on like way lower tech watches. And so I think it's totally an opportunity on the, on the watch, especially with the new screen sizes where it's like, you can show a lot of information there. Um, the, the second thing is something I've talked about for a while on the happy hour podcast as a feature request, which is if you run having your personal record saved, where if you run your fastest half marathon and you go over the half marathon by like, you know, half a mile or something, knowing that the 13.1 mile run is significant, having your, your time for that specific distance and the fastest one you've ever done saved, you know, as like a, a tap away would be really cool because you get the mile breakdowns for each one mile, you know, that it has. It can track every one mile. Um, and it surely knows where you were at 13.1 and what your fastest one was, but it doesn't, doesn't surface that information yet. Yeah. Um, and, and they're getting there with watch OS six and I, and iOS 13 when they got this new trends feature, which is awesome where you get like the last night. Arrows. Yeah. Arrows for like the last 90 days of activity and all kind of categories compared to the last year. And it's like, you're up for this, you're down for this. And it's really like data rich. I love that, but they're not quite there with personal records for running yet. Third party apps do it. Um, and then the last thing, I, I don't know specifically what should happen here, but it almost like correlates with sleep days and, or, or sick days. Um, but I feel like there's a big opportunity with the Apple Watch around mental health and it would take a lot of user input and you, you'd maybe want to have these things off by default. But like if you're, you know, aware that mental health is a challenge for you and you want to kind of navigate this, um, you know, proactively make improvements where you can, you know, th just filling your rings on, on, on their own, like going for any kind of exercise where you have endorphins kick in and you're, and you're sweaty and you feel really good, like you're on a high. That's, that's valuable, but something like an app that just tracks your mood. How are you feeling today? You know, use faces, use a number or something, but just are you, or, or use like a relative system. Are you feeling better than yesterday or worse than yesterday? Um, and then having that, trend over time 
And when you hit a point where like you felt worse every day for, you know, a set period, you know, have a suggestion. Maybe you should talk with a friend. Maybe you should, you know, call a suicide hotline if you don't feel well. Like those things built in, I think would be, would be valuable and a natural fit for the Apple Watch. Um, whereas you, you can't do it by, you know, a heart monitor and moving and everything. And, and you can't do like you haven't moved for a while. You're feeling okay. Um, but, but something that has some user input, if you want to participate in that, I think would be a natural fit and valuable for the Apple Watch. That's the first episode of Watch Time. Uh, Mayo, thanks for being my first guest. I greatly appreciate it. No worries. If you want to hear more from me and Benjamin Mayo, we each co-host 9to5Max Happy Hour Podcast every week, where we discuss the top Apple and technology news stories together, and 9to5Mac Watch Time will return in two weeks with my next guest, who happens to be one of my best friends and sort of my personal trainer. If you've enjoyed the first episode of 9to5Mac Watch Time, please subscribe in Apple Podcast or Overcast or your favorite podcast player simply by searching 9to5Mac or 9to5Mac Watch Time. And also, please rate and review the show. Both help and more people discover the show. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to see you back in two weeks on 9to5Mac Watch Time.